Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports talk and a whole lot more. Show 170, January the 17th already, 2022. Dave, uh, quite the weekend of NFL football, some hockey going on. Baseball still at an impasse. We both got fooled by a, a Hockey Canada post by somebody that was quite well done. We'll get into that a little bit later on the show for the uh, the announcement of the Team Canada Hockey uh, uh, for the Olympics uh, that, that tricked me for sure because it came out the same time the Americas put their, their list out. So this one, I think it probably caught a few people by surprise, but if you start reading it, it uh, was quite humorous. And whoever did it did a, quite a professional job. But uh, anyways, Dave, how was your weekend and how are things going today? Busy weekend, busy with work, and then, you know, I didn't get home from work late on Saturday, which means a lot of chores on Sunday, but very, um, got a lot done in a good way, good spirits. The weather on Sunday afternoon was beautiful. It was for, for January to have like plus seven and sunny and no wind for about three hours there. It was, it was a, it was a treat. It was, it was good to be alive on Sunday. Yeah, the wind is, uh, she's going to rear its ugly head in front of Alberta here in about three hours. We'll batten down the hatches and lock the doors. But anyways, uh, the seat, the NFL playoffs started this weekend. Uh, there's a game going on right now. The Rams are uh, taking it to the Cardinals, 21 to nothing. Um, pretty pedestrian weekend in football. Uh, I'm five for five so far, just with straight up picks. Um, looking to go six for six for the first. I should have put some money down on Bodog or Sports Select or something. I didn't do it. I don't know why, but um if i can pick all six dave uh straight up picks it uh, was pretty obvious who was going to win these games i i'm not a prognosticator by any means but this was a pretty uh like i said pretty pedestrian weekend who's gonna win these, win these football games not many surprises at all no i agree which is you know it's it is the first round the lower seed has to travel and you know, I saw a lot of things on twitter today saying maybe we shouldn't have that seven versus two game because the sevens got their lunch handed to them by the twos yeah. big time you know but more football is better than less football so i say keep it in there and one of these years you're gonna have a team like the cowboys who win their division and they're gonna come up against like it should have been uh the chargers are such a better team than than pittsburgh the chargers could have beat the cowboys like um 
the Cowboys were were just an absolute paper tiger. They they played in a terrible division, put up a gaudy record, and uh, they were exposed by a team that's marginally better. The one takeaway I got, Dave, with the seven playing the two is how baseball's uh, clamoring to have an extra uh, add extra teams and extra playoff games and blah 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 uh, revenue. I get it, but it was so disinterested, so disinteresting. To, and for baseball to be considering that, maybe they should take a look at what was going on. Yeah, I guess people will watch regardless, but the competitive balance isn't there. And I, I think it's a big mistake for the these expanded playoffs as, as a fan, because like I said, it's a, it was pretty uh, prevalent who was going to win these games. And uh, you can kind of, tr- the second half, I didn't watch many second halves of any of these games. No, I, well, I did because I'm a bit of an NFL junkie. Um, as to your point about baseball, I think baseball is a total different animal because you know, that team can get on a heater to get that last wild card, you know, winning 18 in their last 23. Well, and you can get a pitcher that does just, something on a, on a, on a wild card Monday night kind of deal too. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's, it, it can, I think baseball would be the one sport. Well, you know, baseball and hockey are the only uh, sports where where a lower seed, um, a significantly lower seed. Well, like, has a, a a fair chance of beating the the higher seed, yeah. like like eights versus ones. It never happens in the NBA. Um, uh, we don't see sevens meeting twos in the NFL, like as we saw for the first time. But baseball, it can happen because those teams do get on heaters. And, well, even, the, and even the Baltimore just, Orioles win sixty games a year, right? So exactly, got to be somebody right? eventually. Uh-huh. Uh, the one takeaway I had yesterday, the, the most, uh, um, I wouldn't say exciting, but the most interesting game, I guess, over the weekend was the Dallas, uh, San Francisco game. I'm a, I'm a quasi San Fran guy. I guess I'm going to cheer for an NFL team. It would be San Francisco and Jimmy Gorgeous and everything else. He played uh, well enough to win a game yesterday. He only had, I think the one interception, uh, outplayed Dak Prescott, which can't happen considering how much money that uh, Prescott makes, uh, third highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, at home, you would think that Prescott and the, and the, the Cowboys would put up a better effort than they did. Um, 14 or 15 penalties that they, uh, they incurred throughout the game. The crazy play called the end with the uh, not spotting the ball. Uh, it's just the Cowboys, they aren't very good. And uh, like Prescott is a, he's an okay quarterback on an okay team. I think if he was on a better team, he'd still just be an okay quarterback. He's overpaid. I think he got what uh, I'll compare to a uh, a Yankee contract because he's with the the Cowboys and he's America's quarterback and for America's team, uh, like some a lot of Yankee guys used to get Yankee cor- uh, uh, Yankee money because they were part of that uh, that franchise. Um, Dave, the Cowboys until Jerry Jones either decides to step back from being the GM, president, owner slash towel boy what whatever he is uh the cowboys ain't gonna win win anything because i, I think that they uh they really struggle from the top down and it's an organization that's uh takes after their their owner the arrogance of the fr- the, the fan base and they think they can just throw up on the field and win it uh, this used to be america's team they're not anymore i i really think that the dallas cowboys they showed who they were yesterday and they're a long ways away from uh, winning a championship. Oh, 100%. Um, I still like America's team. I don't like 
they move the needle. They are the Yankees of the NFL. They, they're the, the Leafs of the NHL. Yeah. 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 They, they do move the needle. Like either you're cheering for them or you're cheering against them. And, and I'm an against, or I've always cheered against them. Um, they're always overrated because they're always for whatever reason, like the brand is, is bigger and, and better than, than everybody else. And they do have a history of success. It's in the it's in the rearview mirror. You got to kind of squint to see. It's it. a long time ago now, Dave, since they've been relevant. Oh yeah, like they haven't won a playoff game since Aikman, right? Like and and you know and then what you year? like is it? It's been a long. I, I think Earth. Prescott won a wild card game. I think he's won no one and four now. No, no, Dallas hasn't we'll won a to, playoff we'll game. Double check that, but I yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I just have a hard time with the, with, with the Cowboys and the, I mean, I, I don't hate the Cowboys. I, I don't like the cow, the Cowboys, but the a team will always follow their franchise lead and, and their coach and everything else. And the, the arrogance that that man has to think just because he, you know, he's rich, he can run a football team. There's lots of rich people who can't run football teams. Like uh, who's the, the Bobby Kraft hired someone to, to run his football team. And he's been quite successful. Where, whereas, whereas Jerry Jones, he doesn't get it. Well, he wants to have his finger in the in in the in the mix, right? Like he doesn't, he can't, he can't be hands off. It, it just, it, it would behoove him to just stand back and let the players who know football run football. And the fact that he he has to make himself part of the equation is is the detriment and and i think he gets that but he just can't help himself and and also too if you get in jerry jones good graces like that would be an awesome organization to pay play for your like he, job for life he loves him like romo like romo could do no wrong in his eyes he gives like players the the benefit of the doubt all well, who was the, the coach time. Uh, jason garrett was there for a long time and probably shouldn't have been Right, uh-huh. so it's it all works out that way. Can you compare? Can I mean it's Jesus? Oh, Jesus, it's the same fucking team, I guess. But you can can you compare uh, Cates in uh, Edmonton to Jerry Jones in Dallas? The same kind of oh. jock sniffing bullshit that I I, I, I I love the team, so I bought them, and now I'm going to run the. I mean, not that Cates runs the organization, but he ran them into the ground, and the orders are still struggling away um for the the old boys that they got there can you can can you compare the two with Cates and and uh, Jerry Jones uh I think they're a little bit different I do think Cates is a little bit more hands-off I think Cates understands you got to give hockey guys carte blanche to do what they do and trust them to make the right decisions the problem is he's hiring the geriatrics people that were good in the 80s and 90s he's not is he's, he's like uh Ken Holland and like when that hiring was announced, like that we were already divorced, the Oilers and I, and, and that gave me no joy because once Detroit couldn't spend more money than everybody else, it, it seemed like they got a lot shittier than everybody else. And it, it makes a difference. Like, and they, they hit the lottery in those drafts with those Russians, with Lidstrom, with Dax, Datsuk, you know, you yeah. gotta hit, you gotta hit the lottery now and then. And, and he, he's not, He's not a visionary anymore. Look, let's get back to the Cowboys for a second, Dave. The thing that I took away from that game yesterday, I was we were at uh, Backstreet West, and it was empty. My God, not a soul in there. But anyways, uh, we were watching the game, having a pizza fingers or whatever it was, 
And I was sure that the Cowboys were going to pull that off. And then that quarterback sneak, the, or the draw to, and then they were going to spike the ball, ran out of time. I, th- I thought that the play call was odd to me that you would not give yourself two shots from the 40 instead of one shot from the 20, which they never got that one shot. I thought it was an odd play call, whether it was uh, McCarthy who called it or the, uh, the, the ex-Boise State guy who's the, uh, the offensive coordinator. What the heck's his name? Helen something? Yeah. Helen Moore. Yeah, that's it. Or whether it was Prescott who, who just did, did, did thing on his own. But I found it quite disturbing that these professional athletes didn't know the rule to carry the game on where the referee had to spot the ball or an official or whatever it had to be. And it like it could have been as something simple as, as Prescott saying to the, the line judge or somebody, hey, we're doing this. Make sure you're right behind me to spot the ball. Like it just seems to me that there, there was a, a disconnect between all the players and the officials. And if the officials – and then Prescott's comments afterwards about people throwing stuff good and the, and the officials were running off the field. The officials always run off the field in every sport. They don't stick around for high fives and bump slaps. So for Prescott to make that statement after the game, like they yeah, throw stuff at the officials, you're an idiot. Yeah, it was it was a bad look on them. It was a bad look on the fans, and it's a bad look. And this is this is to me bad coaching, because from what I read about that play, because I thought it all it was ballsy as shit. If it would have worked, then they would have had one crack from the thirty yard line or twenty four, yeah, um, uh, with a second left, which is significantly higher chances than from the forty. Here's the thing. The coaching staff and, and Prescott said this is a play they practice in uh, with a clock running, and they've practiced it. So then you're, you're just practicing the QB draw, and that it, that's it? Like you mentioned, if you're going to be doing something like this, tell the umpire, the guy that has to spot the ball, this is what we, you're doing. Get a hustle on stripes because we're going to need to clock this ball. It looked like then, he tried, though. Like It looked like the, the referee tried, and then the, the, the center got in the way because Prescott gave the well, center they, they the were, ball. They were ready to hike. It was like they forgot that the re- the official had to spot the ball. The, ball the, yeah. cent- the center had it in his hands. Yeah, Like, stand up. Like, you, you, you form a velvet rope for that guy to get in there, put the ball in, you close the ranks, you spike that ball. Like, that's – it's if, if you've practiced it, you've practiced it wrong. Or they forgot what they practiced. So, like, this is totally on. Heat of the moment, I kind of get it. But you're a professional. I don't. making $40 million a year. You no get this chance right. I'll forgive this. Like, like uh, if I was a Dallas fan, I would be just furious. And you, you know, know and, make that, you know, doesn't make that mistake? Tom Brady and the New England Patriots when they win Super Bowls. They don't bet. make that mistake because they know the rules. Belichick's they, they a better the coach. And they, and, they, and they cross their I's and dot the T's and the whole bit, right? So, it uh, it's it was a huge mistake on their on their end, and I it, we talked about this a while ago, Dave, and I can't remember what show it was. Doesn't much matter, but I think I don't think like I wouldn't be personally surprised how little each athlete knows of the actual rules. They know the nuts and bolts of things, but the actual it, it, I don't think most of these guys know the rules that well. Um. I be no, I, I I'll disagree with that. I think they have they do know the rules as it pertains to their position because that's and if they don't, that's on the coaching. That's co- that's coaching because you have to let them know. You have to you, you have to make sure that they're not costing their team a game. Uh, their yeah, their team a game because of lack of knowledge of the rules. 
Like it's absolutely inexcusable for for behavior like that. And I, I totally agree. I just find it it happens so often that they that these mistakes happen, the arguments happen, and just like okay, well, they just explained it on TV. Now I I understand it, and I'm just a fourth rate podcast guy, up from fifth rate. But uh, how once they, they explain it, then I get it. I know it for life. I honestly don't think that most of these guys know the rule. I, I don't think they do. I, I disagree. You say it happens all the time. When we were like, so as, as opposed oh, to I this time. I can't give us. Okay. Example. Well, you know, well, like with it happening all the time, I thought there might be one time that you could remember, perhaps, uh, maybe. No, just no. all the time sounds better <laughs> than. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think because it doesn't happen all the time. And occasionally you see, um, uh, uh, some of the players doing things that are that are really smart. I remember quite some time ago, it was about 10 years ago, um, Green Bay was returning a kickoff. And then so what the Green Bay guy did, he stood out of bounds and caught the ball. Yeah. And then so that, that meant the punt was out of bounds. Uh, sorry, the kickoff was out of bounds. So they got the ball at the, the 40 or whatever it was because the player out of bounds caught it. Like that's, that's as, as heads up as you get. And that's good coaching and i think that might have been when mccarthy was there um you know things like illegal formations and illegal receiver downfield ineligible receiver downfield like things like that yeah. that happen that happen once a week you're like well how, how does how does that lineman not know he can't catch that or why doesn't the quarterback not know he can't throw to that guy that, yeah, that, that, think, that's that's the place i'm talking about yeah you know and, and you know there's so many moving parts and and in the heat of the battle i can see how shit happens Sometimes I, I really do that. The, the, the illegal man downfield is usually on broken plays, right? They're yeah. not allowed to, to go downfield until the ball is thrown. And, and I get that like on a, it's supposed to be a screen pattern and the, and the quarterback had a scramble, but they, they don't know because they're doing their job and getting downfield for blocking. And then and, and that kind of shit happens, but it's, it's clearly not scripted that way. Um, you know, and I think it's just so on brand for, for Dallas to blame the officials because, well, we had 14 penalties. Well, you look at those penalties that you guys were doing, like that, that 91 on Dallas, I think it was like he, when on San Francisco's last drive, when they just fell short of, of that, that first down that would have clinched it, he tackled that guy for no reason. Like, yeah. uh, of course, that's a hold. Like, how, how can you... Oh, how dare you blame the officials for your bad play? And, and the officials give you that that uh, chance for the fourth and inches, um, and then and then like you mentioned, San Fran had a had an offside, so they had to punt. But yeah. if they would have if they would have got that first down the first time, which I think they could have got it, because how do you go to video re review and and be able to spot that ball one chain length short? I don't get that. That was they, odd to me. Yeah, they did, and and whatever. And then it was a legit penalty. San Fran got that five-yard penalty and had to punt it. The refs gave you a chance on two calls, the procedure and the, the remarking the ball on the challenge, to even give you that opportunity to make a stupid play. Um, a quarterback draw, like quarterback draw with 17 seconds with no timeouts is – it's not ballsy odd. it's it's the 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 it's risk odd. the risk yeah the risks were too high one another take i got from the weekend uh games dave was uh how badly and i don't think it's belichick's fault so much as how good josh allen was with buffalo 
um, the, the New England Patriots got schooled and, and it, it weren't close early. Um, I don't think it's, uh, it's, I think Belichick had a, a great year with New England and everything else. And they are, are making great strides to get back to where, where we think they are and that Belichick's one of the smarter minds in football. But my God, did Buffalo look fucking good. Oh, worked. And that's the one game I didn't watch one second of. I didn't have the opportunity to. But I did re- do some reading about it. First game in NFL history where a team scored on every single play. Like, yep. no punts, no turnovers. They, like, against the Patriots in the playoffs. Who would have thunk that? Like, I knew it was going to be uh, – I, I I have Buffalo winning, like I said earlier on. I've, I've been I'm six, six for six so far, but I didn't think it would be like that. Uh, that was a, 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 a performance. You're going to have some, some pretty good games uh, coming up, I think. Um, I really believe that Kansas City has uh, – it's, they're they're playing up to their potential now. Mahomes has uh, gotten gotten away from everybody calling him a bum and washed up and everything else. Like I mean, I did it earlier this season. He had a, a great game last night for five touchdowns. That that game with Pittsburgh was uh, they scored early and often last night, and he, that Pittsburgh didn't put up much of a fight till the end. A bunch of uh, garbage time, garbage time touchdowns, everything else, and and Roethlisberger. Hopefully, that's the last time we hear of him and talk about him, but. Mahomes was really good, but that that Buffalo Kansas City game next week that's going to be a uh, a doozy. You bet that is must see TV. Kansas City is so fun to watch when they're clicking on offense. They like that shit that they do. Kelsey threw a touchdown. Mahomes threw one to a fat man. Um, that first touchdown, that little underhanded yeah. sneaky thing, like it's just it's just a marvel. They have so many like. I say it all the time. There's so many moving parts and to have everybody do the mystery direction just for a simple little underhand three yard pass. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready walk-in touchdown it's it's amazing it's uh no it was something to watch the the one thing that i got a kick out of yesterday <laughs> I, uh me and deanne were uh, watching a little bit of football and she said to me she goes how did philadelphia make the playoffs if they're, if they're this bad they don't have a quarterback and i will get into a little bit later with, with a different sport with hockey a little bit but <laughs> and i think you 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 tweeted out why, why they didn't didn't uh, make a change at some point hertz wasn't good at oh, all it was he, gross he's got million dollar legs but the guy can't throw he just can't he no, is were... he is not good enough to be and we talked about with the guys from brutally honest a few weeks back that there's just not enough good quarterbacks in this league 
that can put up a, a, a good performance week after week. And to, and to you, you think about, we'll talk about AFC, but you think about the quarterbacks right now in the AFC with Joe Burrow and you got uh, Herbert, Herbert and, all, and on and on and on it's going to go. And that these guys like, and then Mahomes and it's just not, it's nonstop. If you don't have a decent quarterback, you ain't winning because you look at the teams that that won yesterday and won on Saturday compared to the teams that lost compared to the teams that didn't even play since last week that missed the playoffs. There is such a huge discrepancy from the have and have nots in this league. It's, it, it's, it's, it's really quite bad and prevalent. Well, the exception that proves that rule is Tannehill with Tennessee, right? He's a, he's a solid B, but don't ask someone to do what they can't, right? Like Hertz, obviously, I don't know what's obvious about that. Um, he, he can run, but the NFL is a, is a game where you can beat up on, on lesser competition. But once you get against the big boys, you got to play big, bo- big boy ball. Like these little trick plays, this 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 uh, run option sweep for four yards, four yards, four yards ain't going to work against the good teams. And that's how Philadelphia wins, uh, gets to go to the playoffs because they got to play. Um, or ship division once again. Yeah, in a, in a terrible division. So you get to rack up some cheap wins against the football team and against the Giants. And then how the football NFL schedule works. You play the same schedule as your division, like obviously every twice, and then you have a conference um, that you play against. And then you play teams that fin- if you finish fourth, you're going to play fourth place teams from next year. So the shittier you are, the, sh- the easier your schedule is going to be. It's, it's weighted that way. And, and I get it because it gives the fan base um, some hope and, and it allows teams to get better and, and do get a sniff at the playoffs every now and then. But then when the playoffs hit, it comes crashing down to earth in a very harsh reality that we ain't as good as we thought we were. Not even close. Like yeah. why Philly didn't and the, and, and, the, and, the, and the teams aren't that aren't in, they must be thinking, oh man, that we're watching this. We aren't close. Fan bases and, and GMs and owners and everything. Oh, fuck. If I was a, char- a charger, I wouldn't watch a minute. Like, this should be us. Because they pissed away three, four games this year, including the last game of the year. Um, and they're, they're better than Pittsburgh. They're better than Philly. They're as good as, I think, San Francisco. Um, and they're, they can be as good as the Bengals. I think the Bengals are, are more consistent, and they're a division winner. But... Yeah. <laughs> If ifs and buts were cans and nuts, you Christmas every day. Yeah, so it's uh, one uh, one take I got away. Joe Burrow's really good. He's for real. Uh, second year in the league after a, a surgery ACL or whatever it was. Uh, he's really a solid quarterback. Who's got a as long as he can stay healthy. He's a, I think he's got a long career ahead of him for sure. I agree. I love that guy. I wish he was uh, uh, wearing the orange and blue at Mile High, but he's not. Um, He's a stud. I love his swagger. And he's just, he's a, he's a leader. He, he likes himself, which is just I fine. I think, I think to be an NFL quarterback, you have to, I think you got to have a little bit more confidence and, and ego and, and be a little bit pompous as to, to lead that many alpha males around the field every day. I think, I, I don't think it's a, a bad thing. Um, does he do it? He's just, he's just uh, Tom Brady 25 years later. 
Well, I, I think he has way more swagger than Tom Brady did in his first couple of years in the in the league, because uh, Burrow came in as a as a winner, and and it's highly touted, and and he clearly leads from the front, and he he loves it. He loves he loves the opportunity to 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 prove how good he is. Yeah, and and that's obvious uh, to me with his demeanor. Speaking of guys that have swagger. Did you see any of these uh, things on Twitter? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was in Buffalo cheering on the Bills. Yeah. Fitzmagic. I yeah. love that guy. I think Fitzmagic is the bomb. Oh, he was good. Yeah, Partying no, with his shirt off. Shirt off the whole bit. No, I thought it was uh, quite fantastic. Big For guys to be out there grit grinding with the... Uh, with the locals, I guess, I think it's quite, uh, quite fantastic to be out there doing that and kind of giving thanks back to the people that, uh, put a few bucks in your pocket over the years. So it, it doesn't hurt at all. Uh, Dave, do, is there, do you see next, next week? Um, do you see any major upsets or is it going to be status quo for another weekend coming up? Well, I don't know what the line is on Bill's KC straight up. Uh, just straight up, no, no lines. Like, like, like the, the Bills are underdogs against Kansas City because Kansas City is, you know, perennial champion and everything else. And at home. Like, and at home. Do you, uh, and you, you got Green Bay at home against the Niners. Um, do you see anything happening possibly, or is it status quo for another week and nothing too uh, dramatic going to happen? Uh, no, I, I think – I think the Bengals have a shot against Tennessee. Oh yeah. I think I think Buffalo has a shot against Kansas City. I think those are two AFC like we we mentioned on previous podcasts that the AFC is a deeper league this year. Uh, sorry, conference. Um, so I think those games can go either way. I think there should be really good games to watch. Um, and so in the NFC we got uh, San Diego. Sorry, not San Diego. We have. San Fran going to Green Bay Green for Bay. sure. Yeah. And the winner of this game tonight goes to Tampa. I could see the Rams beating Tampa. I can't see the Cardinals beating Tampa. I can't see San Fran beating Green Bay. No, I don't either. I think he's got a pretty, pretty pedestrian weekend next weekend too. Right? So I think it's going to be pretty. The only one that might might come as upset, which might not, might not even be an upset, would be Buffalo. Because they're playing so well, they had such a great week against against um, against New England. So it could be a, a just a, another just mail-in weekend for NFL football. Oh, I know. I I want. I disagree all over the place. I think this, these games are going to be aside from the Green Bay San Fran game. I think you, every game can go either way. Um, this it's a shame Buffalo and, and KC have to play because that should be the AFC Championship game. Um. Yeah, like uh, I think those AFC games are must-watch TV. I don't think there's anything pedestrian about it. So mm. I'll, I'll I'll disagree. Okay, there you go. That's why we talk. Anyways, 1420 podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. NFL players will be full swing. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on who you got winning uh, in the upcoming week to, uh, weeks ahead and uh, who your p- p- potential uh, Super Bowl champion might be. Dave, after the first weekend, uh, have, have you ch- changed your Super Bowl thoughts? Well, I picked KC before it started, so I got to stick with them. Um, and then in the in the NFC, I don't know if I ever did pick an NFC team. I think I'll have to go Green Bay. No, you know what? I'm going to go T-Bay. 
I don't think I think uh, I think Brady's in uh, Aaron Rodgers' head, and Aaron Rodgers wants to beat Tampa so uh, beat Brady so bad. I I agree. I agree, and I am going to stick with my take that. And I know he had a he's up for the MVP and everything else. I think that if Brady doesn't win a Super Bowl, I think he calls it good. I, I honestly believe that. I, I what else is he playing for? Records. He but wants ch- to be the goal. But, but, he, but he has them. But he wants to put him out of reach, right? Like, he wants everybody to know that at the end of the day, he's the Gretzky of the NFL, right? Yeah. Well, it was just a thought. I, I just, I don't know. I was just talking with some, someone this weekend about that, too. And I I think there's a chance he goes, well, fuck. Why, why bother? That's my own, I don't know. It's just my thought. Anyways, 1420 Sports, Sports Podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, we just got off the air, got up to, from our little break here, and uh, got talking about Tom Brady and everything else. Didn't mean to, to go into this more football talk because some, you know, some, some people don't like football that much, but this we'll talk about it a little bit differently. But uh, Dave, is Tom Brady the greatest team athlete of all time? And I'm, I, I'm going to, to put him ahead of guys like Gretzky, ahead of guys like Jordan um, because of his longevity and, and how he's been able to, to be great for a long time. And he's won a bunch of championships. He's got his team in the playoffs again this year and not every team can make the playoffs like they do in, in basketball and hockey pretty much. And it, it puts things in perspective that Brady's doing this at 40, whatever years old, 43, 44 years old. And, you know, Gretzky, yes, it's a more physical game, a lot more games you got to play. Same with Jordan with basketball, but, and they play, play 80 games a year. But uh, the physical uh, toll that, that football takes on a body, I don't know if it's any more or any less. I'm not going to make a, a guess. But, man, for this guy to be able to do this, there's no other athlete in no other sport, team sport, that has been able to do what Brady does. And I'll, like, I'll put him, like you, you, you do the old goat tracker, uh, you got to put him ahead of Gretzky and ahead, ahead of Jordan. And ahead of guys like, I don't know, baseball, but it's like Ricky Henderson, I guess. The, the, the way that Brady's been able to do it for such a long, long time, it's it's unbelievable. Well, the, the, the fact that he's so relevant at this age, it's unheard of of quarterbacks to be playing this well at this age. So him and Peyton Manning are approximately the same age. When Peyton Manning retired four or five years ago, he was – clearly done like denver won that super bowl in spite of in spite of like you know he didn't lose the game and you know and 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 the greats they have they they have (laughs) their skill set is so diminished in their last couple couple years you just can't right you know gretzky with those last two three years in the rangers he was still really good he was better than 80 percent, but he wasn't i'm not going to I don't want to get struck by lightning, so I'm not going to say he was not a difference <laughs> difference maker, but he he clearly wasn't the same player. He wasn't Gretzky wasn't in the MVP conversation in his last year. Jordan played for Charlotte. And Jordan played for the Wizards, where he had ownership things. He just that's for and that's forgot about a lot is that Jordan wasn't a bull for life. He went to some teams that were very bad, and he wasn't he wasn't no. re, he wasn't relevant. No, he was. He it was, was kind of a joke, actually. Completely irrelevant. 
anyone that said watch Ben Roethlisberger play this year, he was completely irrelevant too. He wasn't he wasn't a difference maker. Yeah. Tom Brady, being the oldest quarterback in the in the league by four or five years, is in the in the conversation for the MVP. So, you know, longevity and greatness and and winning, like winning, just at the end of the day, I don't think Brady really cares about all the records and what have you like that. He wants, but but he does care because the better he plays, the more his team wins. He cares about winning like no one, like Jordan. I don't like remember that uh last dance. He's winning the last is dance, everything. Yes. Yeah. Winning is everything. I but then that but, but then that got away from Jordan with when he went and just played for, for stats or for clout or whatever, going to these other teams, and he wasn't close to winning. Whereas Brady went goes to another team and he's winning. It, it, it's 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 uncanny. Like it's completely hasn't been seen in sport in, in my lifetime that these guys go go from team to team free agency and Brady can just do what he's doing. And you, you watch a guy like, like, like we'll bring up Jordan and Gretzky again, where they went from team to team, didn't do a fucking thing. Like nothing. Right. It's so hard to do, right? Like uh, LeBron's a bit of an exception, right? Um, but he didn't win as much as Brady, right? He's been to the finals so many times, but he didn't win as much. Um, I guess the other, the, like the, the quarterback comparables would be Peyton Manning winning uh, Super Bowls with, um Indy and then with Denver but the the one he won in Denver it wasn't because of Peyton Manning he had three four uh, he had three ridiculously good years in Denver didn't win a Super Bowl when they put it on Von Miller's in the defensive back uh, the, yeah. the defensive defenses back then that's when when Denver won um so that's you know Va- that was Von Miller's Super Bowl it wasn't Peyton Manning's Joe Montana went to KC. They were competitive and good, and he was a difference maker, but he was a difference maker for a first-round exit team. Brady is a difference maker for a Super Bowl champion at like you 44. Th- you think about it in 95 or 96, whatever year it was, when uh, St. Louis made the trade for Gretzky from the LA Kings at the trade deadline there, and they were going to make this big playoff run. Gretzky played 20 games out in the second round, and that was it. Yeah, you know, I would imagine there's a lot of people that wouldn't know that trivia question. What four teams did Gretzky play for? You know, people forget about that that little stint he had in St. Louis, where they just they didn't have the goaltending or whatever it was. And you know, that, that was the days when the when when those teams that in the old uh, Norris Division were so good. With you know, you had Dallas, which was the old Minnesota, and you had uh, Detroit and and the like that were just so good that winning, just getting out of your division, was tough. And people forget about that 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 Gretzky trade to St. Lou. It it went it came in loud and went out with a fucking whimper. Yeah, you know the greatest player ever was a deadline deal, trade deadline deal, like dumping a contract, right? Like it's well, why not? Like obviously Gretzky had to say, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like oh, who yeah, was yeah? Who was on that team? McKinnis and Pronger was Grant Fear still there? Was Keenan the coach? Keenan Red was Hall? the coach. I don't know. Yeah, Hall. No, Hall had already moved on. I think. No, he was still there. So they had a lot of talent. They should have done done a little bit of damage. But but Detroit was just really really good at that point. Yeah, you know. And um, will, will you ever see a trade deadline deal 
like that again with, you know, let's say the likes of, you know, let's, let's fucking McDavid, Jesus. I think you might see it sooner rather than later with the way that the Oilers are going. But will you ever see a deadline deal where a superstar at the end of, end of his deal or or maybe they can find, finally find a way to make the money work because some of these are contracts are front-end loaded compared to back-end loaded and they go, okay, well, Let's get let's, let's take let's go for it. I look, like, you're going to be tough to see those trades ever happen again. Well, like where do we put that Jerome McGinley deal, right? Like he's a superstar. He's a he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. The one to uh, Colorado when he got didn't dealt he go, to Colorado. No, didn't he go to Pittsburgh or did he went to Boston? And then he ended up. Then he, he got up, traded. He got traded and signed so many different places last three. No, no, three no, years. no. I can't remember because he, he was. He, he went from Calgary to Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh? No, he signed with Pittsburgh. And then and then he signed a two or three year deal with uh, the Austin. Avalanche. No, Avalanche. I can see. I, I honestly can't remember. We'll have to check. Yeah. No, but Tam- like those. Yeah, he's you know, he like again was a hell of a player, but. Uh, but towards the end, his skill set was diminished, right? Yeah, but he's not a top five guy in the league at that he, time not not at that time yeah he was three years removed from being super elite yeah like yeah. do you this, go get back to the orders a little bit here dave and geez you can probably talk about the Leafs a little bit but you got some players who are at a point now especially with the oils so fuck it the oilers i know they hate to keep harping on them but they got to do something because they're already seven years in to McDavid's career. And it ain't good. Before you know it, he's 12 years in, career's over. Because it goes quick. Oh, yeah. And they're, like I said, they're seven years in, like talk was shaky the other night. And they're, they're seven years in, and, they're not, and there's a good chance they're not making the playoffs again this year with the way we- things have rolled out. Right, like they can't. They're not this, this shitty, but you are. You're as good as your record, and they've lost what twelve in a row now. Twelve out of fourteen, or thirteen out of fifteen, or something stupid like that. And then, yes, they've lost a lot of man games because of COVID. But man, do you, when does McDavid either? When does he say, uh, "I want out," or do you think at what year of this contract does he? Do the Oilers go? Yeah, this ain't working out like we hoped. Uh, can we uh, move you? Do you think no? The, the Oilers will never approach McDavid. McDavid will approach your Oilers. It's like times like it's just like I want to see what you have plans on the blue line. I want to see who's uh, uh, tending net next year. Well, we won't know. I want an answer by fucking Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, 
and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thursday. August 5. That's my August birthday, five. actually. Yeah. Good day. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I want an answer on August 5. I'm going to see who's signed. And then if I don't agree with it, get me the fuck out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. I have done nothing but bust my fucking balls. MVPs, heart trophies. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> and and what are you doing for me? You're not you're not making this team better. You're not making this team better. Like fuck, I don't care. Bye. I like like you're wasting my fucking talent. And that would drive me so bonkers being the single most skilled. I'm not going to call him the best, but I, 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 I'm comfortable calling him the most skilled player in the NHL. And Oh yeah. And, and it's frustrating. Like without like you have two of the best three people in the goddamn league on your team. And you're in a 12 game losing streak because you can't fucking sign a goaltender that you knew you needed seven years and ago. It's, and it's not just having a goaltender, Dave. If your goaltender is no good, change your system a little bit. Make sure that they aren't getting shots. Something. Like change something. Do something. Like you, like you look like the, the Bruins, they, they weren't doing so well uh, prior to Christmas, but they've been on a heater since Christmas time. I, I don't know their exact record, but that team just keeps reloading and reloading. They get players that say, I'm leaving. Like Jake DeBrus says, I want out. They're like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Then. You know, yeah. and, they, and, and they keep winning and Marshawn keeps going. And Dougie Hamilton, Chara, like all-stars. Get out. All right, get out. Okay, and they just keep bye. going. Like, why can't the Oilers figure this out? Like, why can't you go? And the thing is, was it Shirelli? He was part of the Bruins. Yeah. So why? So when he goes the Oilers, and it's just a fucking wreck. It's a wreck. Like, and it can't be, it can't be the water. It can't be the, the it's cold. It can't, it, it, there, there, there's something inherently wrong there. And I can't put my finger on it. Yes, you need a goaltender. I get it, but at may, okay, just maybe this might sound ridiculous, but maybe Dry and McDavid need to learn how to play fucking defense too. Maybe uh, they're part of the problem. Or or maybe just once hit a draft pick that's not a lottery pick. Right? Uh, you know, that's 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 that makes a huge difference too. When you see all the young talent, like uh Anaheim is so good right now is because this is all young guys that they drafted and developed themselves. What's the orders? Like they just fucking, they're going off a, they got young. an old team, man. Who's that? They, Anaheim? Like, no. Oh no. The Oilers, Edmonton. Oh yeah. Like, you know, that's like you, I'm you saying. look like, at, you look at some of the guys they got, like they have Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith was good in 2010. It's but, 2022 you know, now. From what I read, is like he's doing okay. Like he's not elite. He's not. He's not Olympic roster good anymore. Yeah. But he's making a difference. He's better than what he had, and he had. Oh, he's good enough. But... Yeah. You know, but like, what do they do? Like, if they don't get a lottery pick, they just put it on Yahoo Auto Draft and hit the fucking pubs in St. Louis. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, Fuck. Auto Draft. Fuck. Yeah. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I, and I think it's driving like <laughs> they're on. Like I listen to a lot of radio shows throughout the day, right from from Montreal right to Vancouver, and that team is driving a lot of people nuts. Like it's it's making people fucking crazy that they just can't seem to to, to do it, and nobody 
and you can't just blame a goaltender because every team, not every team has a good goaltender. Most mm-hmm. don't. Most team, the NFL and the NHL are a lot the same with a quarterback and a goaltender. There, there a lot. There's a lot of comparisons you, you can make of the two. And there's a quarterback, goalie, closer. The three yeah. sports, baseball, right? Like you, like you look at you look at the Jays last summer. How many wins they should have had if they would have had a closer? They would have oh. made the playoffs. Oh fuck! How many games did they blow after seven innings? It's ridiculous. You know, and so you you look at these teams and you're like, well, how the fuck can't you find a goaltender or change your system so your goaltender isn't the most important person on the team? The goaltender will always be the most important person on the hockey team. I don't care. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. Stop all the easy ones. A few of the hard ones. Give your team a chance. Last on Saturday night, I watched the uh, St. Louis uh, Toronto game. That was. Two teams trying to lose that fucking game. There was some bad goalieing, really, <laughs> really bad goalieing on both sides. And eventually, like the, the one who the goalie that played the worst and losing the game. And it seems to happen more often than not lately, Dave. That the goaltending is has become a a a weak link on most teams. Uh, I I have. I was listening to the boys on nine sixty. It was last week or the week before. I don't know. Excuse me, but when uh, so we were talking about Boston, you know, they just got better by signing Tuka Rask to a, a league minimum, basically to yep. finish the year for him. When he got his start in in Boston, he became the I want to say the 99th starting goalie of the year, and that broke the record. And that's because of COVID. So yep. that's why, like, sometimes when when goalies get exposed, all of a sudden, like, holy shit, we got a third liner here that's never seen a shot in the NHL. Yeah. But, but what do you do, right? You got to put someone in. Yeah. You got to put someone in, and you can't all be that that Carolina one in uh, in, in Toronto two years ago. David Ayers, the uh, Zamboni yeah, driver, so, or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, they all can't turn out like that because otherwise they'd already be in the NHL. But back to the Oilers, like to put. Sure, Mike Smith did well. Like he was, he was a minus goalie for him all year, and he and he and he deserved, he deserved another chance to to have one more year with the Oilers. But like when you're, I think he's forty one. He's broken. Has he played five games this year? Nice. I don't know. Not and then many. so when you're now running the entire season on a two and three, have a better plan have a better plan and they don't have a better plan they never have a better plan and that's why i divorced them there you go 1420 sports podcast four mirror sports talk and a whole lot more 1420 sports podcast four mirror sports talk and a whole lot more dave the uh the olympic games are going on without the participation of the national hockey league i didn't pick uh, pull up the uh, the U.S. team that came up. They got announced, I think, on Thursday or Friday last week. But over the weekend, uh, somebody with a lot of time in their hands, they went on the TSN uh, letterhead and everything else, and they and they photoshopped the uh, what the roster would be for the for Team Canada. There's been some rumors who's going to play for Team Canada in the the men's hockey uh, event at uh, in Beijing there. And you, uh, I got fooled with it. Uh, I was reading it on on Saturday, I believe it was. You sent me the link tonight, and you got fooled a little bit before before you caught on to that the, the shenanigans that somebody put on there. I got to give people credit that do have time in their hands to be able to put a list together 
because the way they did this was quite well done. We'll put it up, maybe put it up on your 1420 day. We'll put it up on the uh, 1420 uh, Twitter account. But I got to give people credit to get that creative and then put that much time to find the proper letterhead, the proper font, I guess you would say. I, I, I think it's very well done. Uh, what's your thoughts on that first? Oh, no, like I, like I said, I, I, I remember, I, I totally forgot about it. I saw it this weekend, but like I mentioned, it was a busy weekend for me. And I didn't even save it. I just read it, and I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But then it, it does make sense because the majority of it is uh, recently retired players. And, and you know, I, if that's the way they want to go, sure, and that's kind of where I, where, where I left it. And then, like I mentioned to you on, I texted you earlier, are we, are we going to talk about that Olympic roster? And then what? And then I sent it to you. And then you immediately, that's fake. And then like in the time that you were looking at it, I was researching it. And it's like, oh, fuck, I, I got fooled by this. Well, but. the thing is, the thing is like, it says, we'll put it up there. And, and uh, Dave, if you uh, have put it, if you have time to put it on, on 1420, Dave, it's quite funny. The 2022 men's Olympic hockey roster, one leaf, one goal, one team. And then they go through the thing. And then over the weekend, it was discussed that Eric Stahl will be on that team. He just signed a, a minor league deal with, I think, some team in, I want to say I'm Milwaukee or something. It, does, it doesn't much matter. But anyways, Eric Stahl is going to be on that team. Uh, he's probably going to be the captain. He's got the, the most, uh, the clout of all the guys. Then you had Mason McTavish, who's on the World Junior team. Uh, scored a couple of goals when, when they did have a chance to, uh, when they were playing at the World Juniors. Kent Johnson from Michigan. And then this is where it kind of got a little bit goofy, but not extremely goofy because I think Upshaw and Lupul are, I think Upshaw's still playing in Europe, I believe. If not, I, I do know he played the Spengler Cup last Christmas time. So he was still uh, playing. And then you go down the list, you see a guy like Connor, Connor Bedard, Regina Pats guy. Scored a few goals uh, at the World Junior when it was going on. He's going to yeah. be the first overall pick next season. And then you have Jordan Tutu, who I just seen is still playing hockey in Europe. Uh, you had uh, Daniel Winnick. So they, they, they mixed some names in there and then Owen Power. But this is when I kind of thought, hey, there's something not right here. When they got to the goalies, I went, there's no way that Freddie Brathwaite's still kicking. I know he's the... the Okay, this is where they can might get a pass because of COVID. I know he's been the, the part of Hockey Canada and been the goaltending coach or the goal, goaltending consultant for a long time. So maybe, well, maybe he'll, he'll be the third string guy and he'll have the pads on just in case they don't want to take a bunch of guys over. They don't have to, la da 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 da. But then when I saw the name Justin Pogge, I was like, that guy, I don't even know if that guy's even playing anymore. Well, what? Like it. I, I, you know, and it's a perfect name because you remember him from the world juniors and standing on his head yeah. and then just absolutely flaming out in the NHL. Like he's a guy that I wanted to see succeed in the NHL. Um, and, he, and he was a Boston draft pick. The Leafs traded Rask to Boston to get Pogi. Something along those lines. Yeah. No, like, I, yeah. I remember that trade. And uh, yeah, like, I don't. I wouldn't trust Pogi or Brathwaite. Like Devin Dubnik, I, I didn't realize he was even out of the league. But you know, I like it's just Dub Doobie is just. I'll believe that. Like, cause why not him? He's only one year removed. 
And you had Carlo Coliacomo, who's a TSN guy. He's been retired for quite a few years. Panoff just signed his papers uh, this year with the uh, his retirement papers. Uh, retired a Leaf, signed the, that whole one-day contract thing, which I've never understood. That's the weirdest thing in sports, like that one-day deal that you retire a Leaf. Uh, but Lethbridge native Chris Versteeg, I don't think he, he's been playing for quite some time. Uh, probably, what, four years ago, he, uh, he, he had a – he had a little red with the flames there. Yeah. And then he had a cup of coffee and uh, playing European hockey. And then I believe injuries are the thing that put his ass on the shelf. But, you know, the one name that really struck my emotions, Dion Phaneuf. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ. What's your take on Neon Dion after all these years? Like he came out of junior with Red Deer playing for Brent Sutter there with the Rebels. And then he was had that great world junior run, and then uh, with a double D on, and, and that jock sniffer uh, Pierre Maguire, the, the, the weird yeah. guy, but uh, great run at the world juniors on that 2014, I believe it was in uh, in in North Dakota, and then uh, on and on and on. Phaneuf, uh, I thought he was a, he was a really really good Calgary Flame until he got traded. Cause he was young and aggressive and he was really good. And then I think that Phaneuf started to, uh, he started to believe his own press a little too much. And uh, he wasn't, he was a good player, not a great player. His trajectory was set too high after uh, those first couple of years with the flames where he was set up to succeed quite, quite ex- extensively. And then he just kind of didn't do anything. No. And you know, I, and like a, he's a flame. So like he has to, really be good for me to even appreciate his talent and how good he may or may not be. But when he goes from the flames to the least, Oh geez. Like it was like, he didn't have a chance with me, but I, I, I am able to remove the Jersey a guy wears from how talented they may or may not be. And, and I thought he was always overrated, but I'll, I'll never forget um when the when the outdoor classic became a thing and hbo would do that behind the scenes the the two three weeks beforehand loved that i love the looks behind the curtain i love all that kind of shit um and that year the Leafs were playing i am not sure i think it no it was philadelphia and they went with dion phaneuf to his house what a fucking meathead I don't he yeah, I never saw an it. absolute meathead for all the things I thought he was. He did not disappoint. He could really? be. Oh, Jesus. I have farts with more personality than that idiot. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, we're getting older. Things, things do leak out of our systems. The older we get a little bit. Uh, so, yeah. He showed us his closets and his shoes and his bow tie collection. I vaguely remember he, that. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. has no personality. And then when I saw that, I was like, and, and, and Brian Burke put the C on that guy when he came into town. This guy's a leader. He's, he's a fucking meathead. Absolute meathead. And then that's what I knew, at least on that player, my gut instincts were correct. Like, regardless. Who's the worst captain over the Leafs? I know you hate this guy. I'm going to bring up, bring up two. Who's the worst captain? Dion Phaneuf or Darian Hatcher? Oh, God. Hatcher's a meathead, too. Whoa. 
Hacho has a cup and an Olympic gold medal. No, he doesn't have an Olympic gold medal. He, he has, won the World uh, Cup. The World the Cup World of Hockey, 1996. Yeah. So I'll give it to Hatcher begrudgingly, could, but I've never seen him. He had a like, he had a great run. Like I, I, we talked a few weeks back about the, the things I, I do miss about hockey. These larger than life guys like Hatcher and and how these guys were just monsters and how they would just intimidate uh, the, the, their opponents and they were just so big. They weren't the most skilled guys, but they they would take the skilled guys down. So that made the skilled guys so much better to get around these meat these giant behemoth men. That's one thing I do miss about hockey, the larger-than-life figures that these guys were. Yeah, they might not have been the most skilled, but the toughness, the 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 way the game was played a little bit, and just the the open ice hits and everything else that like Scott Stevens had. That's one thing I do miss about the game is that uh, they you, you had such a, a wide variety of athletes on the ice trying for the same goal. I, I do kind of miss that. Oh, no, no, no. But Darian Hatcher couldn't skate. Like, he literally could not skate. Like, he went he – went, get a second contract he wouldn't get a game in the pros now no because no like because like chris pronger was the same size but he could skate and move oh, and, pronger was good yeah and angles but oh, pronger but hatcher was, was just a cheap prick like he would just use his size and grind a guy and hold yeah. him on the boards for for the whole shift he wasn't that good he was he was he didn't have he he was shackle neil on skates Big booming slap shot and just <laughs> it's a good analogy, yeah. Yeah, and just just bigger than everybody else. That's it. I'm not better, I'm bigger. Was there it like when the Oilers signed Pronger in 90, whatever year? 90 geez, what year was that? That was 2003. It was year, no, it was a year after the strike, yeah. Five, one of them, something like but that. Doesn't matter. Was there a better hockey player on the planet? That playoff run, then Chris Pronger. Um, better is a, a a tough word. There was no one Effective. more valuable. Yeah, there was no one more valuable. He was so much, so valuable. He was so oh, valuable. Thirty wow. minutes, a, thirty minutes a night, and, and effortless. Just made it look good. He was at the peak of his prowess. That, you know, that and, point. and then and then he whatever happened. There's rumors abound what why he left Edmonton. We none of our business. We don't know. It's all speculation or what it was some a channel thing. Who know? Whatever doesn't matter. Um, but uh, when he got teamed up with Niedermeyer in Anaheim, that's an easy gig, man. <laughs> when you have two all world like you had that don't that that skate effortlessly can play 30, 35, 40 minutes a night. Go kill penalties, play the power play, and they're not even sweating. No, you, you're never tired because uh, you're never out of place. You never have to work hard. You're you're working smart all the time and using your skill. Yeah. It, it, it's a pleasure. Like that would be what a treat to have Niedermeyer and Pronger on the blue line together. Like, who was the coach back then for the Ducks? Do you remember? Um, I do. Randy Carlisle. Randy Carlisle won that cup. Jesus, it could have had you behind the bench. Could have had me. Could have had a my fucking socks on the bench. <laughs> hey, you two are up again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, sir. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just awesome. No, just fantastic. And no, with 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 Getzloff and uh, Corey Perry in their prime. And all and all and all, like this all yeah, of it. Yeah. Just, just it no, was it, it was good. Yeah. 
Yeah. The only you know, the thing I hate about that team, Brian Burke. Brian Burke is the most overrated GM in the history of GMs. I saw Berkey in the airport in Toronto. I was coming back from I don't even know where the heck I was. Doesn't much matter. But he uh sitting in a chair there, being a just with his tie untied and his hair slicked back. Like, dude, take a fucking rest. Like you, you're not, you don't always have to be the center of attention, even when you're sitting in an airport. Like the camera's not on. Like I just I can't stand him. I never just enough, man. Just just don't. I actually dig his action. Like I I, I like oh, do you? His, I don't I, I like listening to him talk. I like his surliness. I like a surly guy. I like like tort uh tortorella and stuff. I like I like that. I appreciate sandpaper. I appreciate people that aren't gonna just give you a sand bite sound bite but just to, to mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a to tell me that he's a good general manager no there, there's not he's not he's so always he's, my problem with him dave is he always seems to <clears> always <throat> have to be the smartest man in the fucking room like just can you just listen for once oh no and that's kind of what i appreciate about him i like i don't agree with him at all but i just i just like his attitude i like the fact that he's going to tell you what he thinks and and you know like a little, uncensored is good by me even if i'm going to disagree with you a lot because, like, you know, uh, Brad Trivoling, Trivoling, tri- there we go. Living. Um, yeah. Because, once again, uh, because of our proximity to Calgary, I, ha- I, I, I have to listen to 960 radio out of there. So I hear him a lot. He's always saying the right thing. He's always saying the right thing, which is great, which is why I love Daryl Sutter, because Daryl Sutter don't give a fuck. Nothing. And that's no. awesome. And like you know, Sutter is similar in, uh, to Brian Burke and John Tortorella on that. Well, no, he's not as feisty as Tortorella wants to fight. Yeah, Sutter, and and Daryl Sutter just don't care. Yeah, Sutter will say the sky's blue. You can't change my oh. mind. Yeah, this is what it, I. Yeah, he played shitty today. He won't give a reason why and everything else. He won't. He won't throw throw shade at anybody. But he'll say, okay, well. He's oh no, he will throw shade. I remember last year with. Uh, it was going to be, uh, hey, Daryl, did you know it's jo- Johnny Goudreau's uh, 500th game tonight? Well, I hope it's a lot better than his 499th. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that was, That's brilliant. That, that is was awesome. really good. Uh, and then with the, the low voice, the low farmer yeah. voice, and everything right, else. Right, no, right, he's right, good. Right. No, I, Sutter's <laughs> great. I mean, I'm, geez, I'm, I'm a huge Sutter fan from his dad. All the Sutter brothers playing in Leopards. I've got to watch all those boys play growing up there and got the chance to play some rockets one of those guys so uh they're 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 a special breed the sutter boys there's well, no getting around doubt, that. and with daryl too like uh the way he he speaks and, and presents himself he he comes off as unintelligent but he's clearly a smart smart Top five smart. minds in hockey oh god he knows exactly what he's doing and the fact that he can just contain himself and burr, 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 yeah. Right, he doesn't. He doesn't sound intelligent. Which, yeah, all which, his ex players love him. Like you never yeah. heard a, a player once say that oh, that guy's an asshole or anything else. It's uh, to 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 be that kind of a character and have that kind of guy on your back because he seems to back his players, even though he does say stuff. 
He seems to yeah. back his players and, and and love his players a lot. Yeah, that's, that's his bread and butter, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think like at the end of the day, he's a hockey man, right? Like he played the game all his brothers. He's from a hockey family. He knows what motivates hockey people, and and if, and if if you're not motivated by by what he does, then he wants you off the team, and and I get that, you know, and that's why Lucic is is flourishing. Like when I say flourishing having his best year in a long time. And he, he's leading. Margaret Radlinski's favorite player is Milan Lucic. She hated that <laughs> trade. So she was against that trade with the way he's rolling now. Did you see his knuckles last week when he kept punching? Oh, that Ottawa guy. Yeah. Well, then fall down. Like tough way to make a living, man. Well, I, I do that once, twice a year for $6.5 million. Right. How old is Luch now? Got to be 35-ish. Because he was on that 2003-2004 Vancouver Giants team, so that's 19 years ago. Jesus, yeah. He's all that. Like, so he was he was, he was, was on the World Juniors before okay. or after? Six? Playing junior then, so like in 2000-whatever year it was, yeah. Like, so he's, he's older than Sid Crosby or younger than Sid Crosby? Probably around the same, I, I would think. Oh, okay. I don't think Lucic played. I don't think Lucic played World Juniors. That wasn't really his. Uh, oh no, he did because I remember reading an article he? about it. Yeah, because he was just came and then he became a leader, and that's when his draft stock just went through the roof. And then Boston. I know, I know when, like when he played played for the Vancouver Giants won a Memorial Cup against uh, Medicine Hat one year, two thousand. Well, it doesn't matter what year it was, but yeah, it's uh, Jesus what a, to keep to keep going like that. But I guess you know it's, it's it's to try to win one and win win another one or win one in Calgary or who knows they're not and going get paid. to but and you're getting paid and it and it is your contract so it's, it is your job so go out and do it you can't, and you now can't. he's adored by the fans like the fans in Edmonton they, they hated him yeah and then mom when when they made that trade and and Lucic went to Calgary mom was quite upset but now she's every time Luke scores she sends me a message and she sends puts something on the uh, on Luch. Facebook and Luke yeah so she's quite <laughs> quite enamored with Luke now anyways anyways Dave 1420 sports podcast four beer sports talking a whole lot more we'll come back right for a second here with a would you rather the 1420 sports podcast four beer sports talking a whole lot more we did a couple of uh collaboration shows with a couple of different uh, podcasts last week i did a job uh, show with my friend shaky uh on on wednesday i think it was last week uh things are getting back a little bit to normal now we're looking for some other collaboration shows to come up and and uh, different ideas different things going through our heads uh but one of my favorite things dave came up with quite some time ago uh gets a guy thinking on, on a weekly basis or bi-weekly or whatever we do it but uh dave go ahead with the uh a would you rather? So this is kind of uh, totally off the beaten path. It's gonna. I'm gonna try and put you, Brent, out of your comfort zone a bit and, oh, and make and and make. Oh, I don't some, like that. Uh, just ask Deanna how much I don't like that. <laughs> so you just want You just won a, a week long vacation, a sportsman's vacation, to the Netherlands, Holland, and one day you can only do one thing. You can go on the Heineken Brewery Tour or you can go on a three-stadium soccer tour. Like, you don't have to watch three games. You get to go to three stadiums. Uh, 
I would actually, I would do a uh, Heineken is not my beer of choice. I don't think I've, I actually don't think I've ever had a Heineken in my life. Uh, I probably had more of a in my life than a Heineken, but uh, I think I would actually go on some stadium tours to, to, to see some things. Uh, every time I, I go to a new, new baseball stadium, I go, I check out the, uh, the stadium tour just to see the ins and outs because the tour guides are usually really good and they have some funny stories about this or that or anything else. So I would probably more than likely, because he's no, you can't usually buy beer on those tours. Oh, in in Europe, you can buy beer anywhere, anywhere in the United States. You can too, but um, no, no. And, and, and carry it down the street. They don't give a fuck because they're civilized. I'm going on a tour for sure. Cause the, 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 the tour, like I said, the tour guides usually have a funny story about something and uh, I, I wouldn't be able to relate to what they're talking about because I don't know anything about uh, European soccer by any means. But uh, if you you hear something funny, you write it down my notepad that I usually carry when I'm traveling. That's just for a funny story and something to, to get known later on. But yeah, I, I, I would probably go. I'd go on the tour for sure. Absolutely. I think so as well. And then also too European, like now we're talking like, 150 years like like not not necessarily the stadium but the franchise like they've been playing forever longer than baseball yeah. longer than hockey it's been it's been an organized thing Dave one of the I don't know if I told you the story before but at Dodger Stadium they have uh every doorway has a, a the number on it and what it is and not all of them have braille like for for, for the people to the people who walk around the stadium for the but for they, the deaf people for deaf people but uh no for blind but <laughs> yeah but anyways the uh the umpire room is one of the rooms for sure that has braille on it it's quite it's, it's just one of those one of the one of those things when you see when you go on, on one of these tours that the tour guide pointed out that the umpire room at dodger stadium has braille for the for the people going in it's quite funny anyways you know and that's an easy joke and, yeah. and why not so uh you you went a trip to cabo san lucas what are you gonna do are you gonna go on the two-hour boat cruise with snorkeling or are you gonna go baja racing through the desert you know what i'm talking about those big dune buggy things that go like a million both things completely out of my uh, realm of uh, comfort zone uh jesus i would probably Oh man, because the worst case scenario for both situations quite bad. Hey, and that's how I, that's how I rank these things. Like, what what bad? Like, I know I'm never going to die in an African safari. I know I'm never going to die bungee jumping. So I'm just not going to do it. Like I'm just not. So the uh, deep sea diving. No, no, no. Snorkeling. 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 Snorkeling or Baja race car, and and the race car like. They they can go up to eighty mile an hour, but uh, like yeah, whatever, yeah, like seen, you got the gas, the sand like, dunes, and the whole bit. The thing right? And the... Yeah. Oof. Man, because you probably not in those those those, those dune buggies by yourself. There's other guys on the on the track with you. I would probably go snorkeling because I'm only in a few feet of water. So if I had to just stand up, I would. Um, I would probably go snorkeling. I don't but I would have to be with somebody else. I wouldn't go solo. I would probably go snorkeling, but not solo. There's no way. 
Snarkling's awesome. Because I don't I know how, it. okay, because because I don't know, and I, I'm just like a complete moron here. How does snorkeling work? Because how does water not get in your mouth? See, that I'm um, not as strong. When you have the fins, it's like, so you can always, you can watch and you just float. Like, so a lot of the time. Oh, so, you're, so, you're, so your dome never gets underwater. If you don't want to, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just so you can keep your head underwater and you're breathing through your mouth. And then, then your you, snorkels above the above the, the crest correct. of the water. And, oh, okay. Yes, yes. But then you can obviously use your flippers and go I'm, down. And I'm stuff. so from Alberta, hey? like not a clue, like just fucking idiot. Snorkeling, well, I, I'd go snorkeling for sure. Snorkeling's really like it's. I won't say really funny, but it's it's awesome when you see stuff. Yeah, it's it's just really neat. How clear is that water, <laughs> Crystal? When you have your big old mask yeah. on, you can see like. Obviously, not as far as above air, but you can see a lot. Really? You can see a ton, huh. and it's and it's it's really neat. Like it's vivid. It's it's just it's like being from Alberta. Like the first time I did it, it was just like a little bit mind blowing. I didn't realize how alive it was underneath. You the see water. a lot of fish and, and stuff. Under, oh under. fuck! Crazy amounts of really. Fish. One time, uh, it was quite some time ago, probably thirty years ago now. Um, friends of uh, of mine we went to acapulco and we actually went scuba diving do you know how we got trained how to scuba dive by some fucking mexican on the 20 Fine. minute boat yeah he just showed us he didn't even speak english he just showed us how and we went scuba diving i had an air tank on my back yeah. and i went whatever for that i'm down. not doing uh, i did it and it was cool it was it was super, that I'm super not cool no, i'm not doing Safe and whatever, you know, we signed the waiver and we're all back now. Yeah, sign away. Did I say but it, sign but it was before cool. you go? Yeah, so I did scuba dive. Like we didn't even normally like you see people doing the the lessons in the pool, mm-hmm. but all us four were like, you know, between 23 and 25 years old. And yeah, like, we're good. See you yeah, later. we're good. Let's go. Okay, the last one, another Mexican yeah. vacation. You have to do one. Are you gonna swim with the dolphins or are you gonna go parasailing behind the boat? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm swimming with dolphins. <laughs> same thing. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going up in the air because I like I've done a belly flop off the fucking low board and it hurts, man. Like I like worst case scenario, man, is worst case. Like a dolphin, the, those things are like the horses at the fort in Fort McLeod. They're trained. It's good. They're not gonna bite you. They just want to they get their their sardines where he wants to go for a tra- trip around the pool or whatever so you would hold the dorsal fin and let him drag your rock. oh yeah i do that in a yeah. heartbeat you put up you put on a a, a life jacket yourself go yeah. around you give it a pat and you have a good time you get the the the, the photo op with it the selfie the whole bit it, it's in the it's in the frame there's no if something goes wrong when you're parasailing like for whatever reason and something <laughs> breaks and you do a belly like that's not cool man i've seen a lot more youtube clips with parasailing got wrong than yeah than dolphin the go like the flipper ain't gonna hurt me i'm good like, me and flipper are gonna be fine but that that parasailing thing like i remember when i lived in the okanagan and i used to go wakeboard and everything else i'd only get up like <clears throat> six eight feet in the air and then smashing my face down that hurt it hurt a lot a lot flipper ain't doing that to me not a chance because yeah. if flip because flipper knows what he, where his bread and butter is too yeah like you know if, he's really if, smart if, and everything but if he, he, knows where if his he bread is butter. yeah if he screws me over he's out in the ocean or he or he's getting made into sandwiches 
right? So, so Flipper ain't screwing screwing his gig up, right? Yeah. Whereas no. if the guys that like, doing the parasailing, they screw up, and then they're just fine. ah runs out of gas, whatever, and you just fall. They, like, that hurts a lot. Not a chance. <laughs> but you got the big thing. You're not gonna like. You're not gonna like uh, free fall from. Yeah, but if something off. goes wrong with your parachute, which happens, yeah, it happens, right? It's yeah, it's not unheard of. Have you sky skydive? No, I never have. It's one of the things I've wanted to do, but never got around to doing. Like Deanne said, she wants to do like she's like eighty. Like when it's almost over, give it a shot and see you later. And I'm not you, doing that. You know, I I do. I like I I don't mind. I have no fear of heights whatsoever. I like being. I'm not scared high. of heights. I'm scared of the landing. No, and which 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 I get, you know, and and even like um. When I snoop for when it's I can't find I don't, I'm not in the mood to watch anything or whatever I'll go snooping for uh, mountain climbing documentaries yeah. those things I, I don't know I'd like it I would never want to do it no fucking way these free climbers the way they do these things I think I next time you see the end she she climbed Turtle Mountain or one of those ones out out in the past there we got way that like way 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 like this like England no I'm good yeah effort. And disaster. I'm good. And and then you know, not that I'm lazy, but I'm I'm lazy. You know, and you get to the top, which is an accomplishment. Good for you. Yeah. Now you got to drag your ass down. Down. And you know, and that's they say where most of the accidents happen, right? Like so. You start so, going too fast. Well, yeah, or you fall, and then now you're falling, and now you're leading with your face on the rock, <laughs> not carpet, not grass, you not the never, meadow. You should rock. never lead with your face. Never leave with your face. Yeah, yeah. Like when you, so, when you go up, you want a helmet. When you when you go down, you want the full face, right? Because fucking replacing teeth Not is painful and expensive. Chance. Not a fucking chance. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, I thought I'd go off the board a little bit because I knew oh, that was, was fun. Comfort comfort zone on that one. Deanne's been trying to get me to go to one of those all inclusives of Mexico trips for quite some time. Maybe once all this hoo ha's over and everything, we will uh, we'll, we'll make the trip down to down south and maybe watch some baseball and everything else. But uh, uh, some of those things I, I probably won't do, even though I I do one or the other. There's some I'm probably not going to do. No, no, you're you're not the thing. Like even though on on we haven't gone on a ton of holidays together, you and I. But you know the water sports were never. I don't think I've. I don't know if I've ever seen you in the lake for God's sake. Oh no, no, oh, that's yeah. not, no, no, that's that's totally not true because Kaylee and I visited you in in the Okanagan. There, yeah. yeah, we spent days on the lake, so I, yeah. I take yeah. that back. But I was I was never I was never a lake guy prior to that. Never, never, never. We you were you, the next thing I was doing it, so whatever, you yeah. know, cool and stuff. Anyways, Dave, fun show tonight. We'll talk again Thursday. Uh, we'll come up with some uh, God knows, talk some football and hockey, and maybe the Oilers will win a game between now and then. And, Hopefully they don't to get watch the misery continue and and uh, go from there. But uh, fun show tonight, Dave. Uh, the Broncos are they going to get Russell Wilson? Uh, we're gonna see what uh, first we need a coach, and then we got to see what happens uh, with Aaron Rodgers. You better send a coach quick because before you know it, all these players are gonna be gone, right? Uh, you know, there's seven co- like seven coaching opportunities, and who knows which the right one is. I don't know. I don't know who I want. I know I I have uh, I know some people I don't want. They should and- sign a Sutter. 
<laughs> if if Daryl Sutter knew how to be like to be like football, Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome, provided he can motivate the team. But I don't have to, this defense doesn't have two years left on it. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what's gonna happen there. And, and you know what? Daryl they're, Sutter, they're, the Ted Lasso of the NFL. The Broncos, uh, even though they missed the playoffs, I think they're I, I know right now they're better than the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're a couple pieces away from being good. Yeah. Not Kansas City good, but no. you know, yeah, Effective. but like effective like not getting embarrassed yeah. every sunday yeah exactly just give me a reason to hope and believe that's all i asked for speaking of hoping and believing i'm bond spilling this weekend we'll talk about it on thursday there you go and then maybe on sunday afternoon or something like that we can do a or saturday afternoon we can do a a live hit from that's not, from, a, that's from, not from a bad idea from table alberta, alberta. I'll pack my laptop and then, uh, and then maybe I'll even, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. If we're either, if they're at the right spot, I can, I can even wear my headphones on the ice. The Bluetooth will probably reach. It's not a bad idea. It might be a lot of fun. Well, we'll, 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 we'll yeah, let, let, let's, uh, let's expand. Let's, let's Aver, let's... they're not just about corn anymore. Fourteen twenty sports podcast, four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself to see you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jim. I hope you're doing okay, Jim. I haven't talked to you for a long time. Yeah, I shouldn't either. Well, let's talk to Jim. Be well, Jim. Jim. Jim, Give Jim a call on Thursday night and get him on the show or something. Here we go. Or he can can, can, hopefully they got Wi-Fi. I wonder, do you think the Tabor uh, Curling Club has Wi-Fi? No. I'll make some calls. Make some calls. We need Wi-Fi. Okay. We need Wi-Fi. Anyways, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Okay, later. (laughs) Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.